Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thanks very much for joining us. Welcome to the show. Uh, my next guest is one of my favorite guests uh, we've had on the show. He's got some very interesting tips. Before I get to him, I want to remind you that we've interviewed over 750 advisors, authors, and thought leaders, and you can find all of their interviews in 40 different topic file folders in our audio library at exitcoachradio.com. And if you want to listen from your smartphone, just put ecrmobile.com in your web browser on your smartphone and you'll pull up our app and you can listen at any time from your smartphone. So my next guest is Dr. Jerry Kornfeld, and he is AskDrJerry.com. And he's, uh, uh, after uh, many, many years, uh, he's, he's in the medical profession. He's available for people to call in and ask questions and learn about medical stuff. And one of the things that we've talked about is his book, uh, and his book is called um, "Your Hunt, Your One Hundred Year Heart" on Amazon, and it's fascinating. His his some of his uh, uh, discussions that we've had uh, are keeping audiences current uh, and talking about how you can live to one hundred. What should what you should be doing so that you have uh, health and vitality at age one hundred and beyond. So, Dr. Jerry, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for joining us again. Hey, Bill. It's great to be back. Uh, how have you been? Everything good? Everything's good. I hope all is well on your side of the world. Very good. On our side of the world, uh, things are very good. And uh, uh, it's, been an, it's been a great summer. A lot of uh, heat here in Southern California and some humidity and rain, but uh, things are good. And, you know, we're, we're always uh, concerned that our listeners are taking care of their heart and taking care of themselves. And, uh, you know, one of the things that they uh, they need to do is is to uh, eat better, take better care of their heart, and think better thoughts. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So tell us a little bit about Ask Dr. Jerry before we get into that. Well, you know, I think I probably told you before, my, my primary goal, my mission uh, in medicine is to deal with the most important asset that all of my audiences listen to, and especially when I'm doing the Vistage talks and I'm talking to CEOs, I ask them the question, what is your most important asset? And most business people think about their business, and obviously they know where I'm going because I'm talking about your health. Without your health, no matter how much money you make, how many uh, cars you have and homes you have, you really cannot enjoy them. So my goal is to try and keep all my audiences as healthy as positive. And so uh, the whole Ask Dr. Jerry concept really is based upon the fact that in today's medical environment, we are going through somewhat of a crisis, and getting in to see a doctor is very difficult. Oftentimes, you're not even seeing a doctor, you're seeing a, uh, an assistant doctor. And when you do leave the doctor's office, you usually have uh, many, many questions that you never answered uh, because of the anxiety of being there or because of the fact that you just forgot to ask. And you get home, and your wife, your spouse asks you, well, what did the doctor say? Did you ask him this? And you say, oh, I forgot to ask him that. So I have found that today's environment, 
many, many, many people just have so many questions that they're just not getting answered that there was a need, and I just said, well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to fill that need with Ask Dr. Jerry, and that's that's what I do. And and being accessible, of course, with, with the knowledge and the wisdom that you have after many, many years of practicing, it's, it's so important and must give people such peace of mind. What kind of questions do you commonly get? Well, you know, it depends really about what the media is talking about and what uh, what's current. And the people start reading about somebody who is very well-known having some disease. Uh, they start thinking about it. Uh, but uh, most frequently, the, the most common questions uh, have to do with heart disease. And, and obviously, you can understand that since it's our number one killer, both men and women, uh, and especially if somebody's next to a neighbor just had a heart attack or a relative just has a heart attack, uh, people are very, very concerned. And we, we're living in a time right now, in 2015, where we really have made major, major advances. And hopefully this uh, whole epidemic of heart disease that we are experiencing in this country as our number one killer is hopefully starting to have some impact because of the advances we've made. So I, I spend a lot of time responding to various questions about uh, preventing heart disease, dealing with it, and even uh, recently some very interesting work has been done about uh, reversing the process once it's already started. So that's probably and continues to be my most common questions. Yeah, I was wondering if that it kind of fell in lockstep with what the major problems and issues are today, things like heart disease and diabetes and some somewhat uh, health and diet-related types of issues. Um, but one of the things that... Uh, that uh, we wanted to talk about today is the role that that thoughts have in your health. So do your thoughts really have a role in your health? Is that true? I'm so glad you asked me that question, Bill, because that's an area that I'm really very, very excited about now, especially, uh, let me just back a little bit. In medicine, as a physician, I am obligated to respond to your questions, not with anecdotal information, Excuse me, not the kind of thing that you can ask me a question. You don't want me to respond because I have to overhear some people uh, talking about some new pill they took for weight reduction. That's anecdotal. You want, from a physician, you want words that are based upon evidence. And so we talk about evidence-based medicine. And everything I respond to has evidence to support it. So for many years, we really weren't sure about this whole world of mind-body medicine. We knew about it. We knew about the placebo effect. We knew about other things going on. But we really weren't sure if your thoughts really can control your health. And then the great body of work was done by Dr. Herbert Benson at Harvard, uh, in which he started to really get into scientifically evaluating what's going on in your body based upon your responses, your attitude, and your thoughts. And that has just opened up a whole new world, and I am really firmly convinced that your thoughts play a, play a major role in the ability of your body to deal with illness. Negative thoughts produce negative response, and positive thoughts absolutely produce a positive response. So thoughts, the power of your thoughts, the power that you have, you know, I'm, I'm firmly convinced that this body that we all have uh, has many, many uh, talents that we still haven't not yet learned about. Uh, we constantly in medicine are learning about things the body can do to deal with various aspects of illnesses. And people often ask me the question, well, if this body of ours is so fantastic, how come we get cancer? How come we get diseases? 
And my response had been previously, well, I guess that's just part of the nature of it. But more and more I'm starting to think of the body and its immune system has the ability to cope with most of the things that happened. We have in our immune system, I don't get too technical, but I think it's important to understand the basis. We have in our immune system a cell, and that cell, we call it the T cell, is responsible for dealing with the enemy. And the enemy is bacteria, it's viruses, it's fungus, it's cancer cells. And when you get one of these, uh, we call them antigens, they come into your body and stimulate a reaction. The reaction is the release of these T cells, and we call that the antibody. So it's the antigen antibody re reflex that's going on. Well, for years we knew that the T cells were doing this work, but we couldn't understand why the T cells were not destroying the cancer cells. And this whole new world of immunotherapy has now evolved in which we're finding out that the cancer cell, being very intelligent, is building a wall around itself to protect it from the T cell. And now we're learning how to break down that wall. So I think we have in our immune system the ability to do these things. We just haven't really learned how to use them all. And thoughts is now a very, 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 very exciting new area of learning how to protect ourselves by giving positive thoughts and its role with the immune system. Isn't it an amazing chess game that we play with nature? You have cancer cells that build walls to protect themselves from T cells, and then you have the, the medical community figuring out, okay, well, how do we break down those walls? It's, a, it's an incredible chess game. Let me ask you a question that came to mind. If, that's, if that is so, if, if happy thoughts create stronger or better T cell uh, results, then if people are finding themselves unhappy, should they seek help to take uh, drugs, for instance, if they, if they can't, just can't get out of it? You know, uh, I know that exercise is important to, to be happy, but if they can't get out of it, if they're depressed, should they be seeking help to, will, will uh, drugs that help people elevate healthier, well, or is it kind of one of those, uh, you know, well, Bill, Bill, I don't know. Wheels. We're talking about depression, and depression is a significant, significant problem uh, in our culture. And by the way, some interesting articles have been written about depression in corporate executives, CEOs with corporate depression. But in any event, we know that people who are depressed get more illnesses. Depression and illnesses seem to go hand in hand. And so, uh, obviously, if it's a person that's of a significant level that is interfering with your lifestyle and, is, and you're having many illnesses, etc., then seeking psychiatric help or, or professional help is certainly, is certainly recommended. But there are so many other things that are involved. For example, uh, I do a series of talks called Spirituality and Wellness. Are we okay here? Hello? Yeah, yeah. I do, I'm I here. Okay, you're there. Okay. I do a series of talks called Spirituality and Wellness, in which I try to relate. Does those, those who are spiritual, by the way, I define spirituality as a belief in something. Spirituality certainly can be a religious experience, but um, beautiful music could be a spiritual experience. Uh, seeing beautiful landscapes could be a beautiful experience. All these things, what they all have, in fact, in common is they are calming. Calming makes you feel better, makes you feel more adjusted. And the people who are calm, who are not uptight, do have a more positive attitude and healthier thoughts.
So absolutely, the more you can do to change your thought process, to get more positive thoughts, get rid of the negative thoughts, the better off you're going to be. <clears throat> that makes a lot of sense. And I, I was, I guess that what I was getting at is there a catch 22 if people say, you know, you know, cause there, there are a lot, let's face it, Dr. Jerry, there's a lot of people who have been doing what they do for a long time now. Uh, and it's gotten harder because technology was supposed to set us all free, but all it did was for a lot of people create a lot more stress and work. And I, I talk to a lot of people that are getting towards the end of their careers and they're really in a burned out state. They're really not happy anymore. And so they're at risk of becoming unhealthy because of that. So my thought was, well, if they can't find their way back to ha happiness and the doctor says, well, take a, take a happy pill, you know, uh, uh, so to speak, yeah, does that in effect, the mood elevation create the same effect as uh, does the body know the difference between uh, drug induced happiness and um, uh, and non uh, and, and spirituality or meditation based happiness? No, the, the, the body is reacting to how you are, the impact you're having uh, with, with your thoughts on the immune system uh, and the production of the T cells. No, the medication can be beneficial. Obviously, you don't want to abuse anything. Obviously, you don't want to be taking these kind of medications if they're not indicated. But there's no question they can they can be beneficial. Getting you out of that sad state, getting you out of that uh, depressed state, is a very, very, very important thing to do. And I, I I've seen this for all the years in my practices. I've had patients come into my office, same age, the same complaint, the same history treated with the same medication, and in a week or so, one would be well, and the other one would be still ill. And I thought to myself, why? Why is that? Now, I know we all react differently to medications and to uh, how we deal with them, but I have just observed over the years that those who are positive, those who are happier, always do better always respond better. And so I ask my colleagues this, because we see the same thing in people who have terminal illnesses. We see people who have been given a prognosis of six months to live, and five years later, they're still alive. And we all probably had that experience. So I ask my, my, my medical colleagues, how many of them have had the same experience? Somebody was given a prognosis of six months, and five years later, they're still alive. And again, I say, why? Well, again, it's turned out that those who are positive attitude do better. And I asked uh, the CEOs when I'm talking to them, I said, how many have made the statement, wow, this year has been a bad year. I've had more colds this year than I ever had before. Or it's been a great year. I've had it no colds. I said, ever stop and think the relationship of maybe you've had a bad year stress-wise, stress management has been an issue, there's been things going on you haven't coped with, you haven't dealt with, and all of a sudden, you're starting to respond that you're getting more colds. I mean, these are all issues that, that I've observed that have got me to start thinking that there's this other force at play. That's great stuff. So so get happy to get healthy. I mean, that's the, the theme of it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's a fantastic um, uh, correlation. And so if you're, you know, if you want to be healthy, if you want to sustain yourself, look at your happiness. If you're not happy, do something about that. Maybe that'll help you in the long run stay healthier, it sounds like, Dr. Jerry. 
Oh, yeah. Well, well, this whole thing about, when I say spirituality, again, uh, religion or, or these other things, beautiful music, all this kind of things that will calm you, things that will cope you. Let me just add one other experience, which is really exciting, too. You know, I, I think I mentioned to you, for many years, I taught a class at UCLA Medical School called Doctoring, where we take freshman medical students and we teach them the art of communication which uh, in today's medical world is, uh, is sort of disappearing. But how to communicate with their doctors. But one of the things we do with them, these special medical students, is we assign them for one week to make rounds with the chaplain uh, at the Ronald Reagan Hospital, which is UCLA. And they don't want to do that because they think that's sort of not medical. But when they come back, they all are blown away by what they've seen. Those patients who... Um, meet with uh, uh, the, the chaplain at the hospital. And this has been published by Duke University, by the way, to validate this. Those people go home sooner, require less medication, and heal faster. And that is also another very exciting area in medicine. Uh, unfortunately, we've got the evidence to support it from the work that's being done at Duke University Medical School. It's, it's just a great area now, Bill. That's great stuff. You know, and it, it again, part of it, uh, you know, I was mentioning, you know, drugs and things like that before, but don't do drugs if you don't have to, you know, d exercise can be great for you. Right. And also getting outside of yourself, helping, helping other people, getting outside of yourself is a great way to feel better about your outlook on life. Uh, but it, it, you know, I, I was just wondering, does your, does your mind know the difference when your T cells are, are, are getting, you know, healthier and fighting the great fight? Does your mind know the difference between uh, uh, one happiness and another? And it sounds like the answer is happy is happy. So, so get happy and get healthy. Um, great stuff. And Dr. Jerry, unfortunately, we're running low on time today. I wanted to talk to you about so many other things like I usually do, but um, we're, that was a great conversation. And I really think that will help a lot of our listeners who are struggling with um, maybe they're not feeling well and they're wondering why and that maybe they're not happy and, and the two are definitely related. I think we, we reached that conclusion today and uh, you are welcome back anytime, my friend. I always enjoy talking with you. Thank you, Bill. I, I, as you know, that's what I love to do. I love to share. I love to advise people and uh, hopefully um, people get some benefit of what I say. And listeners, are you intrigued? Then go to Ask Dr. Jerry spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R, askdrjerry.com and check out the website and what's available. It's a great resource to you. You might know somebody who has questions or needs to find out more information and Dr. Jerry Kornfeld is there for you to help you out. Uh, again, Dr. Jerry, thanks so much for joining us again today. Let me just add one thing. I'm available online. I, I absolutely look for and I appreciate people ask me questions at kjbcorn at aol.com. kjbcorn at aol.com is my email address. Don't hesitate. I'll respond to your questions. We're so happy you're a friend of the show. And, and for our listeners out there, again, a great resource. Ask Dr. Jerry. Thanks very much. Dr. Jerry, have a great day. Thank you. You too, Bill. All right. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this. So please stay with us. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50 plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day 
ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Business owners, if you came back from lunch and there was a resignation letter on your desk, which employee would you really, really not want it to be from? What are you doing to prevent this from happening? At Exit and Retirement Strategies, we design plans that attract, motivate, and retain key employees. For a free consultation, call Bill Black, the Exit Coach, at 866-370-3774. Call today. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 